Hi, this is the For the Love of Film podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. Uh, on this episode, I'm going to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to try and keep it spoiler-free. Uh, I may, at the end, talk about some spoilers, but I will say, you know, I'll give you a fair warning before I talk about any of them. So if you haven't seen it and want to, you can. Um, I, I, lead, leading up to this film, the ninth installment, the ninth and supposedly final installment of the Skywalker saga and the 11th uh, live action Star Wars film overall, um, I watched the previous 10 films um, in numerical order, not in the order that they were released in, which a good friend of mine was asked, who had not seen them all was asking me about that because she was thinking about she wanted to watch them. She asked, should she watch them in the order they were released or the order that they are numbered in? And I said, watch them in the order they're numbered in. That way they'll get better uh, after the first three. Uh, That is obviously uh, because I don't hold the prequels in high regard compared to the other ones. I actually don't hold the prequels in high regard to anything, really. But... So, uh, first and foremost, I'll just get out of the way. Um, so, this is, I just came from my third viewing of uh, the, Rise of Star, uh, the Rise of Skywalker in four days. It, it came out on Thursday. It's now Sunday. I saw it Thursday evening. I saw it Saturday morning, and I saw it Sunday afternoon. So, and I'm going to see it again on Christmas Day. It's right now December 22nd of 2019. So, uh, get out of the way. Uh, I did really enjoy this. I, um, and I've enjoyed it more with each viewing. Uh, so I know I'm going to see it at least twice more in the theater. Uh, so I hope I'll continue to enjoy them. Uh, it, there's definitely a lot of fan service in it. A lot of, uh, a lot of questions are answered, both, uh, big questions and then small kind of super fan nitpicky things uh, uh they wrap stuff up the you know the stories uh it's it's almost incidental but it does um it does sort of correct some of the stuff that uh, uh or the, the word retcon has been used uh a bunch to describe this to kind of cover up stuff that happened in the last jedi I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but it, it does seem because J.J. Abrams co-wrote and directed this film, and he also co- uh, co-wrote and directed um, The Force Awakens, which was episode seven, and then Ryan Johnson wrote and directed uh, The Last Jedi, which was episode eight, and that one divided a lot of fans, um, myself certainly included. There were things that I loved in The Last Jedi, uh, primarily the relationship between Kylo Ren and Rey, um, and I'm not going to bother getting into explaining all of the characters in this, because I'm assuming if you're listening to me talk about a Star Wars movie, you at least have some familiarity with them. But Kylo Ren played by Adam Driver, Rey played by Daisy Ridley. Uh, but it, it really, the second film deepened their relationship and it builds upon that, uh, in this film, 
as well to a, to a very satisfying conclusion. Um, it, of the of the new characters in in these films, those two are by far the most interesting. Uh, Poe and Finn to to a lesser degree. Um, I like them, but not as much. And then Rose, who was introduced in The Last Jedi, I really don't care about, is pretty much hardly has anything to do in this film. And then there's uh, uh, a couple new characters, Janna and uh, Zori, uh, are introduced. And there's another droid, which doesn't really serve a purpose. Uh, but <clears throat> So Emperor Palpatine is back. That's not a spoiler. It's It's been revealed for a while that he's the main protagonist in this and turns out or I'm sorry, the main antagonist in this turns out the main antagonist in the entire Skywalker saga. Um, Ian McDermott, the actor who has played him in he played him in Return of the Jedi originally and then when they, when George Lucas did the special editions he replaced him with the original actress who, who played the Emperor in The Empire Strikes Back and he also played Chancellor Palpatine and Emperor Palpatine in the prequels. So he's back in this and uh, you know, it's interesting. I wonder because J.J. Abrams had set up the character of Snoke in The Force Awakens and then um, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, I'm going to spoil part of The Last Jedi, so uh, turn it off now if you want to. Okay, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, which has been out for 18 months, uh, Kylo Ren kills his master, Snoke, at the end of it. Um, and then he and Rey battle the guards together. But anyway, it seemed that J.J. Abrams had created Snoke to be the main antagonist of this series. And uh, so I wonder if J.J. Abrams brought Palpatine back to to do what he originally was going to have Snoke do, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, you know, I'm sure we'll never get a, a, a true answer regarding that, but, um, you know, Billy D. Williams is back as Lando Calrissian. Um, there were a couple more surprise familiar faces and, um, they did use the, some unused scenes that were shot, for episode seven and eight with Carrie Fisher. So Princess Leia, I'm sorry, General Leia now, um, does have some scenes in this film as well. Um, you know, a full two years after she has passed away. So it was nice to see her one more time. Um, her appearance in the film is pretty minimal and I'm kind of hoping when it comes out on home video that they include the scenes before they were, retrofitted for this movie. Um, there's a lot of old over the shoulder shots, which it seems pretty clear. Most of those are not actually Carrie Fisher. And they were kind of, it's some of the dialogue around those scenes seems clunky because they were just using what they had for, um, shot footage of Carrie Fisher. So, uh, some of the, some of the questions brought to her and some of the reactions to her, don't seem supernatural, but they're reacting off of dialogue that she said. So it'll be interesting to see what the context was for those, but who knows if Disney will do that or not. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Disney also owns Marvel and the Marvel Blu-rays and DVDs that have been coming out of the movies are chock full of, 
behind-the-scenes stuff, and the Star Wars ones don't seem to have as much behind-the-scenes stuff as the Marvel ones, which is kind of a bummer for me. I love the Marvel movies, but I'm a Star Wars fan first and foremost. Um, uh, I loved Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley in this. Um, both continued to to deepen their roles and just gave really great performances. It was a lot of fun, but also, you know, very, very heartfelt, emotional performances. Uh, I, there were definitely several points in the, in this film that brought me to tears and I've seen it more than once and the same, like, I know they're coming now at this point. So, um, and they still affect me the same way, but, uh, and you know, a big part of it's the nostalgia I grew up on Star Wars. Star Wars has been a big part of my life, my entire, my entire life, basically, since I was um, five years old, I could remember it. I mean, I was three when the first film came out, but five is what Empire Strikes Back is really when my conscious knowledge of Star Wars started. So um, it's interesting to kind of put this to rest. And they say that this is the end of the saga. Um, I kind of hope it will be. Um, <clears throat> some of these characters I'd like to see again. I, you know, I, it would be interesting to see another film with Ray in it, but, um, I don't know if Daisy Ridley's interested in doing that. I don't know if she, they're going to have her in, you know, some TV episodes cause Disney plus has the Mandalorian on it now. Um, but, uh, and I guess a little side note, um, cause there's one more episode to go of the Mandalorian that comes out next Friday. And, uh, I don't, uh, or this coming Friday. So five days from now, we'll have the conclusion of season one of the Mandalorian. If you're, if you haven't caught up, I will say to people, it, it's not necessary, but there is a little element in chapter seven of the Mandalorian where something is kind of something with the force that we've never seen before in the star Wars universe is shown in the Mandalorian chapter seven. And then it is expanded upon in the rise of Skywalker. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's pretty vague. So if anyone says that's a spoiler, it's not because you only know what I'm talking about. If you've seen them already, um, but yeah, that was kind of a cool little thing. Uh, I'm enjoying the Mandalorian. It's up until episode seven. It was pretty like self-contained episodes. It kind of, you know, I, I told a friend the other day, it reminded me of the old 1980s, uh, incredible Hulk show with Bill Bixby, where he'd go to a town, you know, have an adventure, help someone out. And then, you know, inevitably turn into the Hulk at one point And shenanigans would go down and then the episode he'd move along to the next town and that kind of feels like how the Mandalorian was going and then episode seven kind of uh started to establish on build an actual story so um I'm curious to see because there's only eight episodes in the first season seeing how they're gonna wrap it up or if they're gonna wrap it up or if we're gonna have to wait a year to see new episodes or I don't know when they're gonna make more of them I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun to see stuff from that time frame of Star Wars. It's five years after Return of the Jedi, but they there's so much they can explore, and I kind of hope they do. Um, 
I think they're going to steer clear of most of the characters from the original trilogy, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, it's a huge universe and I'd like to see other stuff. Um, But yeah, um, back to rise of the rise of Skywalker. Um, You know, uh, in general, I enjoyed this more than the last Jedi and each subsequent viewing I've seen the stuff that I really, that I liked, I liked more each time and the minor stuff that annoyed me, annoyed me less and less with each time. And it's very minor stuff. Um, it does seem it's, it's pacing wise. It's a little odd. Um, the first 20 minutes or so seems incredibly rushed. Like we're just jumping from scene to scene to scene. And I'm trying to figure out what's, what the heck's happening. And then, but by the end of it, the movie does feel about 20 minutes too long, which, you know, Star Wars movies are always over two hours, but um, this one just felt uh, like some of the stuff could be trimmed out, but um, that's a minor complaint. This wasn't the longest Star Wars movie The Last Jedi actually was. Last Jedi was over two and a half hours long. Um, This, I believe, is two hours and 24 minutes. Um, some a little bit of the space battle uh, went on a little too long, but um, there's more ridiculous space battles in the prequels. So I don't know. It just these these sequels used a lot more practical sets and practical props and you know makeup and costumes rather than all relying on CGI the way George Lucas did for the prequels and. I mean, obviously they're newer, so they're going to look better anyways, but the prequels just look so dated now. The CGI in the prequels just looks awful to me. And, um, I mean, I think these will hold up. Some of the makeup is a little off on these. You know, there's characters. There's Neen Num and Admiral Akbar who are from Return of the Jedi who were in these these uh, sequels, and they didn't use the same costumes. You know, they were rebuilt, so they look different. But... Again, it's a minor thing. You know, Chewbacca looks a bit different now. Um, But, you know, he looked different in Episode 3 as well. So it's it's fine. This feel... These movies feel like Star Wars to me. And I really enjoyed it. I will say of... Of the nine Star Wars films... uh, This film, tonally, is probably the darkest as far as dealing with when they're dealing with Palpatine and the Sith, it's, you know, it could be scary for some young kids. It is a PG 13 film and it's definitely tonally a PG 13 film. So if you have young kids and want to take them, it could be scary. Maybe I'm, I'm being overly sensitive, but there's stuff in it that I that I watched that I was thinking when I was a kid, I would probably find it frightening. So, um, yeah, overall really, really love this film. I'd give The Rise of Skywalker a solid 8 out of 10 and looking forward to seeing it again. I, I guess I'm not going to talk about any spoilers. I mean, there's not any real... Uh, I, eh, I guess there are some spoilers, but I don't have a need to really discuss them. Uh, I will probably talk about it with some friends once they see it, but I don't feel the need. I don't think it'll add anything to the, to the podcast. Um, I know I'm going to miss... Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Billy Dee Williams as 
you know, Luke and Han and Leia and Lando. But, you know, for the bulk of my life, I never thought I was going to see them return as those characters again. So to have kind of a victory lap with them, play them, um, was great. So I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I think it was smart to kind of sign off while, you know, three out of four of those actors are still alive. Obviously, we lost Carrie Fisher a couple years ago. And we lost Peter Mayhew, um, who played Chewbacca uh, um, earlier this year, I believe. It was either earlier this year or late last year. But And uh, Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2, has passed as well. That was a couple years ago. So, you know, these actors are getting older. And, you know, with Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew, they had had some health issues. Um both with being a very large person and being a very small person. And then Carrie Fisher had a heart attack. Um, But, you know, I I don't know if her well-documented substance use played any part in that or not. It doesn't matter either way. She's she's gone. So uh, I think it's smart to kind of wrap it up with those characters while the actors are still alive. But, um, yeah. Uh, eight out of ten for the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if you if if you're a fan of the saga, go see go see a Star War. Yeah, thanks for listening.